Hello, dear listener. We have some news up front. First off, we'd like to apologize for our absence from the airwaves uh, this past month. I was out of town for my brother's wedding, got a new computer set up, uh, overall just super busy with other projects, and this episode, number 59, mysteriously corrupted and is unable to open. So we've been trying uh, to open it on other devices or save it to a format where it would open, but we have been unsuccessful. So I regret to inform you that episode 59 is lost, like tears in rain. The episode was a review of the first 5e module ever released, The Lost Minds of Fandelver. In short, Will, David, and I are huge fans. It's a great place to start if you want to get into 5e. But even though that episode was lost, we didn't want to just leave an open void between episodes 58 and 60, uh, so we decided to give you guys a bonus episode instead. A little taste of our bonus episode feed on Patreon. For just five bucks a month, you can get all of our bonus episodes, just like this one, and access to our easy-to-use, super-random system on PDF, which is a great way to get your friends to dip their toes into role-playing and start rolling those D20s. So this bonus episode is a result of us getting off-topic during our collaboration episode. Will began by telling us about his first total party kill, and the conversation quickly turns into one about lethality, tone, and the nature of death in role-playing games. So, enjoy this bonus episode. If you like it, you can throw five bucks our way on Patreon, but expect us to return to our regularly scheduled program from here on out. Here's the episode. Alright, you want to hear the story of my first ever total party kill? Of course. Alright, well... Yeah, what the... Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the tale... The tale is old as time. I've started a new campaign. As you know, um, the listeners may have deduced that I'm more of an OSR gamer these days than I am a 5e gamer, um, which is fine because, you know, you can't really as do d wrong. the old school republic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love, what does the guy say? I love. I love democracy. I love the republic. No, so I'm running uh, this mega dungeon game, and I have a lot of players, and they kind of cycle in and out. So whoever's available on the day, they get to come into the group. I cap out at five, because that's as many seats as I have at my table currently. My solution, uh, next plan, of course, is to get another bigger table. Um, but no, so we were playing Monday night, and they were creeping through the dungeon, and they opened a door, and it was full of these scary, spooky, scary skeletons, and... They all died. All the players were killed brutally, <laughs> chased down even because they were trying to run and they're like they're double moving away and they never made it out. Oh how my far God. into the how far into the night was this? Was this like uh, we've right probably been bat. playing for like an hour. So character creation took about half an hour, and then we played for an hour, and then they they died. So um, how how long was the dying process? Was it like um. You know, oh, y'all spring the trap, y'all died, total party kill, or was it like this kind of long drawn out, like gratuitous slaughtering each and every one of them over the course of a long time? Well, so they, somebody just kicked, so they've been so careful. They were listening at doors for any sound they can hear, and um, and for whatever reason they decided to kick open the door, and they'd previously detected evil 
on the other side. So they had had warning. Somebody kicks open the door and they surprise the skeletons. So surprise in this old game um, means effectively like you get a free round of combat. Like it's it's really powerful. Um, and instead of yeah, I think that they do. They got two people who kind of inched into this very small. It's like a three by three room, um, and they tried to attack and they missed. Or the, I think one of them attacked and barely did any damage. And then the real initiative combat came. And in this game, initiative is rolled on a D6 by every player mm-hmm. and re-rolled every round. Which sounds complicated and painful, but it's actually really quick and really um, terrifying. Because you never know when you're okay. going to go. Interesting. And it means that a plus one to initiative from your dexterity is actually a humongous big deal. Because mm-hmm. if you roll seven, like you're most likely very first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. W- yeah. So it's very interesting. Um but anyway, they they were rolling, they were going before the skeletons almost all the time. But they were trying to set up this hallway ambush, and they talked and they strategized forever about like where to position themselves, how to like funnel them down this thing. Um, but one of the players basically said that they had to run. One of the players wanted to stay and make a front line. Um, they didn't have an, any henchmen to like take the hits for them, and so they knew that basically they'll go down in one hit. Everybody has uh, six health or less, and every attack at this level does at least d6 damage um so effectively oh. everybody has like maybe one or two hits in them and then they die hmm. and so they just ran they're like double moving we had a, a new guy who had never ever played D who was trying to be like he's trying to make traps like out of rope oh no um and everybody's like what are you doing you can't do that <laughs> in six seconds like you're you're doing it wrong and he's like no let me oh. try it and so at one point another <laughs> player dragged him with him to save his life which he did for a turn um but everybody's double moving the skeletons <laughs> double move and they got into this like they got out of the very narrow hallways where it's only wide enough for two people to stand abreast uh, but when they got to the big abreast. entrance chamber yeah i like old words when they got to the big entrance <laughs> chamber they were allowed to surround and then it was just a bloodbath it was over they, they, and they I was, were cleft in twain they were cloven asunder and uh <laughs> it was I felt bad because it was like we had just in the, fir- the previous session, the first session, um, we had kind of like who I thought was the hero of the story, my friend Sam's character, who was like the expedition leader, and then another guy who had played in the first session. Um, so they were pretty experienced, and the first person to die was actually the expedition leader, and it was like this Game of Thronesian oh. uh, dread oh. where like anyone oh, can this, die. This is not what it seems. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a story about him anymore. This is like a. <laughs> Like I'm imagining like a Suicide Squad scenario where like oh, the heroes oh, go in and they in. just get wrecked. So you just get like a bunch of misfits who come in later. I have to like deal with it. So what? We some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. This. Okay. So I gotta I gotta confront you on. <sighs> Was there a moment in your mind? Because here's the thing, I'm a wuss. I could never kill my party. Probably because I've been playing with the party for, you know, a year and a half, two years. So it's like, mm. you know, a horde of zombies killing a player would be like, like my players would freak out. Um, Was there a moment where you're like, oh, like, like, like the, okay, this is exciting combat to the transition to, oh my God, this is the end of this session in the a very bloody way like like what was that moment of like you realized okay whoa this is a really intense combat encounter to oh this might be a tpk 
So the that moment was that moment the door was kicked in and there was six skeletons on the, the other side. Mm. Because uh, combat being war is a fun concept to talk about in theory. But if you don't outnumber your opponent like at least two to one, um, <laughs> you will likely die. And they wow. they were outnumbered from the start. Like one of the players had a, a henchman who was a dog because he's like a beast master. Yeah. And so he, he he actually he he was the one who died first, um, and he, but his dog was still alive, and I said, would the dog try to draw them off or would it stay and fight? And the guy says, it's a wolf, and I'm like, okay. So the dog like heroically throws itself at the skeletons, and it actually does draw off two of them. And I'm I'm and I said to the guy, I said, would you rather that I pull punches and like make the skeletons forget to attack or like wander off? And he's oh. like, and he said, no, I would hate that. I would hate you if you did that. I'm like, okay. Wow. And so very interesting. Very yep. interesting. And so the skeletons chased after the dog and killed it. And then they went after I mean then the rest of them went after the party and killed them too. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so oh um, let me let me tell you the end of the story where basically the two new players just were very um, I don't want to say they were disgruntled, but they just politely excused themselves and went home. Um, the other two players were excited for their next characters. Because the characters are randomly generated, so you don't get to, to pick your best character. Yeah. Um, and but when they died, uh, Sam had been making this really detailed map of everywhere they had explored, and I I took the map from him, and I said, "You don't have this anymore." <laughs> oh, oh my god, my heart, my heart has been, uh, <laughs> as they say, cleft in twain. <laughs> um, and oh. yeah. And he says, well, I, I remember a lot of the oh. map. Am I allowed to metagame and, like, rebuild it? And I said, if you remember it, you can redraw it, but you have to redraw it unless you can recover your corpse. And he says, well, because oh. I told, like, the, one of the rules of the game is that when we're not playing, time moves in real time. So if you wait a week between a session, a week goes by in the game. Oh, and he says, you're a monster. And he says, what are the odds that another group of adventurers is going to come through here and rob our bodies? And I said... I'll give you a dice roll every day and I'll text you what it was so you know if your stuff is gone. <laughs> Will, you're a monster. Oh my God. It's like, and I, I don't want that to happen. Like they had some good stuff, uh, but they were in the entrance chamber. They're in the very first part of the dungeon. Like it's very likely they will be looted and they were going to lose their map. Um, so I, it's interesting because I find myself uh, not, like I'm not, I don't prep anything for this game. The player, it's like a board game. I pull it out, I pull out my map, and I say, you're in the dungeon, where do you want to go? Or like, you're in the town, you know, what do you mm -hmm. want to do? Um, but I'm not, I'm looking forward to the next session because I want to see what happens. Yeah. Because I have no idea, and I don't plan any of it. Like, it's completely player-driven. Oh. And so it's yeah. um, it's probably the, the least work I've done and the most rewarding and shocking and surprising D&D game I've ever run. So it's... Um, it's exactly what I want. Yeah, I, I I am just astounded. This is really interesting. That it, yeah, it is the the antithesis of my games. Like mm -hmm. mine is about like building because we play so often. It's just like building a legacy for your character, you know, in 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 that way. And that like death is like this huge thing of like yeah, like I'm looking at that situation. It's like I. Here's what I would have done. Well, if if those were like unturnable skeletons, like I would have made them obviously knock everyone out. They were under orders from the nearest lich 
to bring them to their lair and all the players wake up in shackles and it's a classic prison break you know session <laughs> like i could not have done what you did i could not have been like yeah y'all fucking died i'm sorry y'all died <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I think it's interesting because the game that Will's running is, like, it's like a mil sim, like a military simulator where, mm-hmm. like, you go uh, in yeah, yeah. and you, like, complete the mission and it's, you have to do it. Like, there's there's a lot more realism and, like, consequences. Like, it's a very punishing game mm-hmm. where if you make a mistake, like, you're going to get punished by the bad guys. You're not just going to have someone, like, some DM baby you, you know, along your way. But and, and it's right a very here, different here. game. I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say your game is bad, Jake. I'm just saying it's like it's very different. Your game is much more like Fallout, it's, it's, where it's like, oh, you died. Like, let's go to the last auto save. Like, ha ha ha. Like, yeah, you're, everything's fine. But in this, it's like, oh, you yeah. died. Like, you lose everything. Like, your stuff's probably gone. Well, you potentially lose everything. Uh, yeah, but most yeah. likely I you mean, do. That, you no, most that, likely that, yes. that's why I I hate Dark Souls. It's like they like imagine after a long day at work you come home and you're like I want to be punished. <laughs> like that th- this D&D feels like and honestly I'm I am not a fan of like the 5e we're all heroes and this is all this like kind of very fun power fantasy thing. But th- will I applaud you for running the exact opposite like this <laughs> Yeah, Milsim like like Oh, the the guts there is like, I I almost want to watch your session like like you're a, a bunch of uh, zoo animals that I'm just like oh studying. <laughs> no, Jake, you you say you're not astounding. a fan. You say you're not a fan of the the um, powerful like fantasy simulator, but aren't you running a high level game right now? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> that's no, no, that's not my like like preferred form of play. Um, and they still, uh, so, so for example, one of my players, um, had to deal with this. They're a, uh, the snake people, the Yuntai, or I guess they're called Yuan T. Um, and they're immune to all like poisons. And they, um, recently encountered a vendor who was like, Oh, try this beer. And they're obviously, they're a secret agent. And they try the beer and they get poisoned bad and it does a lot of damage. And they're like, what the hell? Like, I'm I'm immune to poisons. I'm like, bro, you're level 18. <laughs> like, they have ways to bypass your racial abilities that you've had from level one. <laughs> so I, I think there's a there's a there's a fine line between like the power fantasy and and scaling up the realism and violence to to still affect people at that high of level. Um mm. But yeah, there is a different flavor of like, yeah, Will, Will um, earlier today, you, you sent me the text message. I th- You sent us the text message of like what happened. And like, I found myself being like, oh, 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 oh my God. Like, that's just like, it's so insane to me. Like when my players are in bad situations, I'm like, okay, th- yeah, one of one of them may die, but a total party kill is like. It's the I, I I don't have the the balls to do it. That's insanity. I I have like three more little points uh, that I want to make that are just sort of my observations of the game. The first oh, is will will keep going. Uh, I, I think this will be a, like a bonus episode. 
Okay, great. Um, There's no way this is the intro to the episode. Where it fits no, in. I was like, yeah, how do we... Welcome to Box Arcade, like 30 minutes in. Yeah, that's what we don't want. Um, no, okay, so the first is um, backgrounds. Because these characters, uh, when they're created, they're, they're almost nothing. And so the character background, if they survive, is what they actually did in the game. And so when these players overcome really crazy odds, and, and I'll get about, I'll talk about that in a second, it matters. And like, this is what I actually did. Like, we went through this part of the dungeon and we survived this way. Like, instead of like, oh, I was a sailor for 20 years and now I'm here to stab <laughs> a goblin. Like, not that that's bad, right? That's not a judgment on 5e, which is super fun. Um, but for this type of game, like it totally reconfigures your expectations of, of what the D&D should be. Hmm. Uh, the next thing is, it's a, a quote. I don't know if I read it. I think that this is my summation of a quote that I read that says, um, if there was never a chance of failure, then victory doesn't matter. Yeah. Because yeah. like you can't like winning only exists if there's a chance of losing. And um, so often in 5e, like, like I, I do this, this is kind of how you run 5e is you set up challenges for players to overcome, but you're not setting up like, you know, a 10 out of 10 wall in front of them that they just can't even win. Um, you're setting up something that's just, you know, just high enough to challenge them. Um, but the, the losing conditions are, is not total death and annihilation. It's like a setback yeah. that's still interesting in the story. And in this one, like, it's a big challenge. But then when you get over that, how much better does that feel? Uh, and then yeah, the last thing, yeah. um, I think that for this type of game, it's more of a logistical problem-solving game. And, and I'm, when I say game, I mean like this is a game. Like this is a set of uh, rules that are kind of always running. Um, even the way you move through a dungeon is on time, and time really matters a lot more in this type of game. But um, it's all about planning. And in this session, they deliberately just got lazy because they – they were looking for henchmen in the small like outpost town outside of the dungeon instead of going to the big capital where they had a better chance of finding people. And they only found one guy who hates orcs and they have a little alliance with orcs in the dungeon that, that lets them fight with them. Um, so like, no, we don't want him. Um, but if they had brought, like they really should have like four henchmen each. Like if, to, if you want to survive, like wow. you just need cannon fodder, um, which is not unusual in this type of game. And as you level up, like by the time you get to two or three, level two or three, you don't even need those guys anymore because you you are capable. So a 5e, level one 5e character, is like a level five or six character in this game. Mm. Um, but you just, uh. you start there. And so like earning that, it's like you earn the right to survive. You are the, um, what do you say, the peak of the evolutionary ladder here. The peak of human evolution. And as we all know, like <laughs> chaos is a ladder. Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Oh, that's, it's, oh. It's, it makes me want to play in it. I, it makes me not want to ever DM it, but it makes me want to, I would really like to play in that world, especially because I like characters that are like, like I'm given a role and I can kind of like do this thing with, that's why I love one shots. Cause there's kind of this like, Oh, I get to like play this role. And like, if they die, it'll be beautiful for the story and I don't have to reroll something. And it's not going to be, this this long process like it, it's this, it fits and it's great and mm -hmm. yeah but oh killing oh yeah killing characters is a uh is a oh oh it, i don't it's, like it's it a step that's so hard yeah yeah i don't like it like i was cringing i love dying whole time. <laughs> i love dying i love dying 
I want to die. I think there's something to be said about a meaningless death in a story. Oh my the, god, yes. That, that's, the, the, that's the crux of it. Yeah. This was not a heroic last stand that got everybody else out. Like, this was just oh people fighting to the death and dying just in mud. Making a mistake. Yeah, because they didn't plan well enough. It cost them their lives. Oh. I don't know, but there's oh. something about, like, a tragedy that's, like, it's almost beautiful. Where it's, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just, like, it's just a sad story. Yeah. And it ends in just, yeah. Tragedy. tragedy. I, I mean, I thought it was a comedy, but it was actually a tragedy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. We need more tragedy D&D games. Oh, well, um, if you want to play in my game, David, like, we're playing Mondays, so... All right. Dude, uh, text me and remind me. Of, uh, the I'm, final I'm, level. I have a death wish. <laughs> the, the final level on Halo Reach, where it's basically like uh, the, the level is called the Fall of Reach. Oh, where everybody dies. Survive. Yeah. And oh. so you can just last as long as you want. I think the record is like, you know, some some crazy mid-max guy. I think he lasted like 10 hours or something like that. Jeez. But like, yeah, the plan, like, because it's it's a prequel in like the Halo universe, like, you're, you know how this ends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, objective survive. And it's like, you can't, you can't achieve that objective. You're, you're you just fight as long as you can. And so... Oh! Um, it's almost like uh, this, Rogue One oh. without the happy ending. Huh. Rogue One, may the Force be with you. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I, I feel like all deaths for my D&D have this, like, even if... I don't know. It's like, regardless of how they die, obviously it's going to take a lot to take them out in my kind of more heroic game. And then even then I go, what, what are your last words? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? But um, the deaths that are so unheroic, where they're just like, and die. What's <laughs> then like, like? You don't get last words. You don't get, it's just, you, you kind of just serve as a warning to other adventurers. <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. What were you saying, David? It's uh, very, it, I don't know. It reminds me of like medieval history where they kind of like hype up like the stories of battle because. Like, a lot of the deaths were just, like, very brutal and just kind of tragic and, like, yeah. in the mud. And, like, uh, yes. I watched uh, uh, The King, the new Netflix show about oh, Henry V. Haven't seen that. Or, it's a movie. And, like, they, they have the Battle of Agincourt. And it's just, like, in the mud. And it's just super brutal. And it's not, like, pretty at all. And, like, that's that's kind of how, like, things really are. And then it's, like, people afterwards tell stories to kind of, like, I don't know, I guess cope. To make them right, feel yeah. better. Where it's like... But like in D&D we kind of like... Kind of... Go around the like... Sad deaths. And we're just like... Oh everything needs to have like a meaningful story. death. Like, you can't yeah, have you have a, to apply story to it. You can't just have like an inconsequential... Like he just like got wrecked by a goblin. Oh you could do that but they have to be an NPC. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, but you can't oh. do it to like a player. You can't just like have any sort of like... Like... Yeah. You, like this guy just kind of died like he just like well, got well, sick like, and died i mean to add to that kind of gritty realism and kind of nihilistic sadness the yeah. the uh 
the, the main cause, like, um, they did a big, like, historical examination of, like, the, the deaths of knights in Europe. Mm-hmm. And the number one cause of death for knights is heat exhaustion. Oh my god! Oh, I believe it. In those freaking and, suits of armor. Yeah, yeah. And, and you hear that, and you go, "That's the most unheroic, like, kind of sad, like." And then the number two death was from drowning. Oh my no. god! Oh. Either in mud or just like they would be knocked down so much that their plate armor would be beat in that the the opposing army would just pick them up and throw them in the river. Hmm. And it's wow. like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, that is not heroic. That is very unheroic and just like gritty and brutal. And I think going back to D&D, there is a place for that. There is a, you know, playing in like the standard heroic 5e for so long. When you face like, you know, imagine a human being facing like literal like like skeletons that can move. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's horrifying. And, and that should feel horrifying. And sometimes a group of, of, of skeletons that can't be turned by clerical magic should just eviscerate you. I wonder if this awesome. means, yeah, those are amazing points. Like I've missed recording because this is the <laughs> stuff that I've wanted to think about out loud. Um, no. So what it sounds like we're saying is that 5e is medieval, medieval history told after the fact. You're yeah. just playing oh, through yeah. the fantasy yeah. uh-huh. of like, you know, oh, and then he... He said some words and his sword flew out of his hand and like and whatever. When and then like the one I'm playing is like the real deal oh, of like right. and then a bunch of vulgar um, idiots from Mudtown died in a dungeon to some terrifying unworldly creatures, and nobody remembers their names. Oh, yeah, that really is. Yeah, like that's the truth oh. of adventuring. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to run this for you, Jake, just so you can see, like, oh, the difference. Yeah, I com- want that. Com- this is upside down from, like, what 5e is. So, and this is, I'm playing AD&D from 1978, I think. So, yeah. wow. Like, I, really the closest good. thing that I get to this in tone is, um, is Call of Cthulhu, which I've mm-hmm. run for, um, for my, my group for Halloween. And it was fantastic. But there is this kind of, like, fun one-shot nature of it of like oh this is spooky halloween like you know and it's like you make your characters you're like oh they're gonna die and it's that's kind of part of the conceit is like oh yeah we're all gonna go crazy and die um and yeah it went great but yeah applying this to the literal kind of dnd is is a step that i i want to explore and i'd love for you to run because oh what a delight it takes zero preparation for me, so you could play literally any time, <laughs> which is sort of the – that's the only thing I wanted from the game. Um, the last thought is um, just a comparison between 5e and this game, because I guess we're just kind of comparing and contrasting for this conversation, is that um, 5e I think is like um, any modern fantasy novel, like um, a more standard novel. Let's say Harry Potter. Like, you, you know pretty darn well that Harry Potter isn't going to die. Or at least you suspect it very strongly. And uh-huh. you get to see him get into scrapes. And you're like, oh, how is he going to get out of this one? And, and, but he always gets out of this one. And that's exciting and fun and, I guess, safe. I mean, I love Harry Potter. Like, there's nothing I'm going to say against that like type of fantasy. Uh-huh. 
But like I said, with the Game of Thrones, the meaningless death, the you could die at any moment if you just make the wrong mistake. Um, it's uh, surprising in the way the Game of Thrones was, what, six or seven years ago when we were like, holy crap, like this person can die. That's You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the heroes of my story right, all died. Did. And I, I did an extensive write-up of the first session that's like, I'll probably put it on the blog actually because it's really interesting. And then have all of those people die in the second session. Except for one. The one guy who had one hit point was not at the table, and his character lived. Oh! And that's the deepest okay. irony. That's great. Oh, I think, that's I think it's fun. interesting because it, it kind of does play into the, like, genre conventions, though. Where, like, the game you're playing is, like, it plays into the, like, nihilistic, like, realism, mud and poop, blood <laughs> yeah, mud, genre. blood and poop, yeah. Whereas, like, 5e is definitely a heroic, heroic fantasy simulator mm-hmm. genre, like, style game. Yeah. And it's interesting how, like, literature can kind of bleed into D&D with the, the different, like, conventions where, like, you, you're even talking about your one-shots of, like, horror games where everyone goes crazy in the end. Like, that's a that's kind of like a genre, like, convention that we all like know and expect from you know horror mm-hmm. games. Uh huh. So it's it's interesting how they can kind of those things feed into our games and how we can use them to better our games or you know inspire us. Yeah, hmm. I I think that that's that's kind of where I have leaned with my games. It's like I I am running a pretty standard five E heroic game. Um, and I've I've been so lucky to have the same players for so long that we really get to experience the world and and high level play. Um, but I always want to inject the gritty. Um, you know we can't say the s word, but uh, you know mud, blood, and shit of the horrible <laughs> nature of reality, right? Like like, and so. I guess I, I love that, and I think a lot of my philosophy that you guys have heard on this podcast is me being like, I want this to be gritty. I want you to see, you know, a random like teenage girl hanging from a tree. You're like, oh my god, this is horrible. This is terrible. Like, but I, I want people to feel these 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 emotions. But in the end, I'm not willing to. I I don't have the balls to do what Will did, and be like, all right, y'all are about to get murdered. <laughs> by these by these you know simple skeletons yeah that's where i'm interested where my players are of the the true feeling of fear like if there ever is that true feeling of fear because i have killed players but i've never had a total party kill and so i don't know if uh oh i don't know i think i'm I'm, 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 I'm conflicted (laughs) <laughs> his genre is very close to that of game of thrones because i think martin doesn't do anything like like in his like from what i understand of like his writing and how the the show played out it's like everything kind of does serve a purpose even though people do seemingly die like randomly like their deaths are kind of made sense of like later on throughout they the serve show. something yeah yeah and i think in the, in your game as well from what you've described it sounds very similar to that so while there is a lot of like realism and like it, it's seeming seeming gore is what I would say. There isn't a lot of like actual like like meaning, hard meaningless nihilism. Whereas yeah. like Will's game is just like total right because I have no plan savage brutality. Yeah, which uh, is in it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and just the last thing is 
the the story of D and D in this old old game is the story you tell after. And so, oh my god, yeah, oh, it, it, it's up to us to make sense of the things that happen in the game. And so, already like writing up session notes, like it's easy to be like, oh, it's sad that it ended like that. But no, this is session two. I plan to run this for a long, long time every week mm-hmm. if I can. Um, so like this is just a what the second chapter of the book of like a hundred chapters let's say and so like we we can't see the story yet but the story is going to be there but we make sense of it after the fact this thing like like i saw i can't remember who it was um said that on twitter and like there's a lot of back and forth yeah he's like no there is no story in D &D. the story comes when you're talking about what happened in D D. and i'm just like oh but Hmm. i like i don't know if oh like that might be true but oh it just like hurts my my screenwriter heart you know (laughs) it's it's interesting because it's like it's it's you just trying to like reconcile and make sense of like the world and when you get into a collaborative setting like D &D, it that kind of it, it it differs because in art, you know, you can have like you know one singular writer and they have their vision and their story yeah. that they're trying yeah. to tell. And when you bring in other people into that, it kind of it kind of morphs stories in a different way that uh, is just very interesting and unique. Yeah, wow, that this is a very interesting. Like obviously, D and D is a, a way of storytelling in art, but. Yeah, it's like the the balance of like how much of the story is the dungeon master versus the players, and yeah, giving that up or not giving that up, and because there is like on an individual level, like players and GMs can have a a different um, understanding of the world. It it could be small or it could be large, and I think that that's what leads to like the interesting stories. Definitely, you know. We're all making sense of it differently in the game that we're playing. And yeah, there is no right or wrong answer. And it really is about the uh, the collaboration. Mm-hmm. And how Which can, yeah. is technically what we are recording our episode about. Hey, <laughs> roll the intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so this is a, a, a perfect bonus episode 